but David Eustace and Kiramar will play a major part right across the country once again on a Saturday afternoon. And David Eustace joins us now. Good morning, David. Gareth, morning. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. The vanity you've got, Sincella, the wakeful winner, resuming along with Royal Merchant. Are you both happy with those two? Yeah, happy with both. Sincella kicks off. Um, uh, has definitely um, improved. I think she's in for a really, really good preparation, um, which will largely be up in Sydney. Um, she, she is going to have to kick off um, on Saturday on top of the ground, but I'm looking forward to seeing on soft ground and uh, the winery is her target. And um, Royal Merchant's got good form um, behind some good horses. She's fitting well. Um, hopefully she can get some back tight. In the CSA stakes, you've got this smart, progressive three-year-old Holy Man's stepping out to the 1,400 metres. Um, is he up to a race like this? Yeah, we think so, yeah. Um, he... Uh, he, he did well to win uh, the other day at the rally. And um, obviously over six, he'll appreciate the step up in trip and hopefully runs well and stakes his same for the guineas. Can't wait for the Black Caviar Lightning. You've got three big chances. We'll start off with Bella Nipatina. She's trolled really nicely. Your expe- expectations with her down the 1,000 metres straight at Flemington? Yeah, it's going to be a great race. Um, we're looking forward to it, obviously. Um, Bella's record down the straight, probably arguably not quite as good. But still placed in the group one. And, um, you know, she does tend to run pretty well fresh over the 1,000. She was good in the Moya, so um, I think she'll run really well. Maribai hasn't seen the straight. We all know how good she is. She was only defeated for the first time um, in the William Reid before going out for a break last preparation. Can she win first up in a race like this as she sees the Flemington straight for the first time? Um, we think so. We think she'll run a yeah, really big race, fresh. Um, we're looking forward to going down the straight as well. She's got <laughs> excuse me, high cruising speed, uh, very high, and is able to sort of quicken off that. thousand pressure is, is perfect for her, so... Um, I think she could be very, could see her be very strong late. Geez, Johnny O'Neill's been walking into the SEN studios with a springy step for a little while now after Cool and Gatter and what he's been hearing and seeing with her form on the track ahead of the Black Caviar Lightning. Um, she's drawn probably in a, not a bad barrier, barrier number nine down the straight. Um, your expectations with her on Saturday? Not sure when John doesn't have a springy step. <laughs> But um, I'm sure that it might be springy. Um, she's great. Um, obviously, everyone's seen her trials, which have been very good. Um, she's definitely strengthened up, and you know, as a result, you know, looks even sharper again. So, yeah, we're comfortable with the draw. Pretty pleased to see that. And um, she's going to travel very deep into the race, you would think. And um, so she's able to really finish that off. I don't like to put you on the spot, um, David, but can you split those three talented mares? Not really, to be honest. Um, you know, they, for, for, you know, for different reasons, they've all got great chances. So, um, uh, genuinely, it's difficult to do. What about Sonora in race number six and the Millie Fox there in Sydney on Saturday? Well, um, she's in winning form, but can she step up and defeat a field like this in the group two? 
Well, we thought it was worth a crack. It hasn't come off as strong as a, for the grade as you would expect. And um, yeah, the old adage, mare in form. And um, she bounced through her win well, where she was impressive, gains an awful lot of confidence. So if she got some black clothes, it'd be a great result. And this is what they tell me that you're very, very good at when you've been playing cricket, um, taking those easy singles. An easy single goes around in the 10th race in Sydney, first up with Abdallah aboard. The son of not a single doubt. Um, can he win first up here in Sydney? He's won before and his record first up's pretty good, Dave. Yeah, it is. Um, it is very good. He's quick. Um, he's not going to get it, but a drop of rain would be would be fantastic, but he isn't going to get that. Um, but uh, he looks to have come back really well. So in, in for a good prep. What's your best on Saturday? Uh, tricky one. Yeah, there's a few there. If I pick something, if I pick something in the lightning, then I'm going to have to side with one of the three, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, I tried to. I, um, you're not going to fall for that trick, are you, today? I'll go with Cool and Gatter. All right, then. Love it. Is there a chance that we might see her in Perth, David? Uh, I think probably more chance of us having a top hat in June than, okay. than an Akuba in April. But, yeah, um, yeah you never write anything off. I was just... Depends, um, probably depends if you ask. If you ask Johnny O'Neill, you'd be able to convince him of anything as well. Yeah, well, we've got the slot C for the, um, for the Quokka, and uh, yeah. Hutchie's a pretty good negotiator. You might be able to get something if you, you're, well, you're pretty good you, to win. You, you two are in cahoots, so... Yeah. It'll probably, it'll probably end up happening. As long as you come, we'll make sure we get... <laughs> I know that you've never been to Perth, so we'll make sure we put you on that plane. Um, at Mooney Valley, you've got a host of chances. Good to see Persand back at the races. Just he trialled nicely the other day. Yeah, I think he's I think he's our best chance of the night. He's flying. Yeah. Absolutely flying. Trialled good. Carried weight to win um, before having a freshen, so it shouldn't be a problem. He's the class horse in the field, so... Um, think he should be hard to beat. All right, then in Sydney on Friday night, I, I like the art of flying. It goes around in that 1,250-metre race. You've got Crochet, who's coming down, um, who's coming up from Melbourne, and then Wind Shadow also engaged. Any standouts there? Yeah, the art of flying deserves, deserves a win. Um, it, to win again. Um, he's, he's in, he tried up pretty well. Uh, down here with a set of shades on. So if he can bounce and jump well and come across, he, he should run well. And the final one, final question, mate. Have you got a winner for us at Packenham? Yeah, I hope so. Um, warm smile was a good return. Um, yeah, man from overseas has come down, and, come down and, and has taken to racing quite well. So she steps up to a mile and um, back at Packenham and, and should be hard to beat. Warm smile. So that's um, race one, horse number 11. Who was that horse neighing in the background? I want to back him next start or her. That was two questions. He hasn't had a start yet. Have a stop cold, three-year-old. All right, then. So he's okay. All right, say, a month from the races. All right, say day to him and make sure you text me his name. Good on you, David. <laughs> what happened in India yesterday? I haven't seen yet. Uh, India, we haven't played yet, mate. It starts on Friday, the second test. Friday, um, okay. Have you, played, have you played in New Zealand yet? When's that test series start? It's great. Start today. Start All right. Today. You'll, get, you'll get pants. Can't so wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, good luck, David. Well, after last week, I don't think you can say much. It was embarrassing. I understand that. But we do need to lift, and hopefully that's the case. But um, I yeah, don't think okay. we know what we're doing over there, which is a little unfortunate. Don't think so.
selectors know what they're doing either. Yeah, that's the point. So Jared Waitley's just arrived there, I think, to call the action. So um, hopefully he can have a word to McDonald and um, George Bailey just to see what planet they're on these days and uh, if they've actually yeah. got a plan. Yeah, yeah. He lives the life from Phoenix to India. Yeah, good life. All right, mate. We wish yeah, you the best. Yeah. We wish you the best of okay. luck. All right, cheers. Always great to catch up with David Eustace, the voice of cricket and the voice of racing. We'll take a break and come back with plenty more. This is Stable Mail on this Thursday morning. Welcome back to Getting Up on this Thursday morning. This is Stable Mail as we catch up with the biggest players ahead of a big weekend of racing on a Saturday afternoon. And we seem to be catching up every week with Paul Snowden because it's a stable on fire. They've got some of the biggest names in the sport. And uh, Paul joins us here on uh, this Thursday morning on Giddy Up. Good morning to you, Paul. Thanks for your time, mate. No worries. How are you? Good, thanks. Billion Dollar Baby. Can she rep- uh, improve in the third and um, give some cheek over the 1,100 metres? Yeah, I believe so. I think she's going well enough. Um, we had her in a fortnight ago. We decided to go back to the trials uh, mid-prep and really probably have a Real good go at this race on Saturday, so I think she's as good as what we can get her. What about um, King's Gambit? Looking forward to seeing him back at the races. How's he trained on since that first up effort? Yes, yeah, so are we. Um, looking forward to see what he can do again under race conditions. Um, he's trained on very well and, and very happy with where he's at and how he will present on Saturday, so hopefully he get the job done. Yeah, and um, Natural Willow rides for the first time? Yeah, Nash takes over from us from James down in Melbourne on Saturday. So um, he came and rode him Tuesday morning and um, was very impressed with what he what he felt underneath him and and how he how he works. So it's um yeah, no, looking forward to the weekend. So with the grand final on Golden Slipper Day, um, do we see improvement in him once again from what we saw there the other day when he just slipped at the start? Yeah, 100% you will, but um, look, he's he's not far off the mark there on Saturday, and if he needs to be, he's got to win, right? So, yep. um, you know, all the pressure's on him, um, but I feel like we've got the horse to, to do so. Um, you know, like I say, we're very happy with what he's done. He had a good three weeks in between his first up run, so he's had a fair bit of work put into him since, and um, I'm sure the horse can run well. Just I'm looking forward to seeing Taz Need back at the races first up in the 1,400 metres, race five. How is she? Did a great job last prep, um, going from a maiden at Sandown to, to placing at Group Two level uh, Flemington. Um, she's always had that sort of you know little bit of class about her. She always looked like a good cut of a filly, and she's really furnished well. Um, she's going to branch back in to Group level at some stage. This preparation over slightly further, but now while she's qualifying for a, eligible for a, for a benchmark, we'll take that opportunity now get a first up run out of the way and then she'll probably end up back in into black type grade. But um, no, she's going extremely well. How good's Pia Rosser in the same race? She was a carbon copy of, of Taj Need, but just did it in Sydney. So won a maiden and then won a group three. Um, very similar form lines. Um, but she's a filly, different type of filly. Probably doesn't have a sharp turn of foot as Taj Need, but definitely going to get over maybe into an Oaks path. So... Um, her racing is going to lengthen uh, once she gets through Saturday. Um, but she's, you know, like we say, the old adage, good stays always run well fresh. We're looking to see that on the weekend. And for Zanini, he's third up in race 10 over the 1,100 metres. Is he ready to strike this preparation? Good draw, which offsets her winning ability to win. It's it's 
she is what she needs. She needs that nice low low jaw just to butter up behind a good speed. So off two, I think she sits third defence any day of the week, and it just enhances her chances greatly. And in Melbourne, um, you've got Wollombi going around in the vanity over the 1,400 metres. Um, she's in really good form, this daughter of extreme choice, and uh, she heads to Melbourne. Your expectations with her? You know what? She's going really well. She deserves a crack at this. I don't think it's beyond one little bit. Um, first up, uh, sorry, first up run was, was very good. Got back of a slow speed and finished, finished really well. Second up was a great win and harder company than last start's win when she carried 59.5 and, and had to give everything 3.5 kilos. So I think she's going extremely well. And, um, you know, it's strike while the iron's hot, mate. We'll have a crack. All right, then, mate. What would be your best there on, on, on Saturday? Um, well, I think my best chance, King's Gambit's probably the hardest race of the day, but I just believe in his ability. I think he can win. Yeah, it's exciting to see what he can do. And Don Corleone, he's heading to Melbourne for the Blue Diamond? Yeah, he goes down tonight. Um, he'll work at Sandown on Tuesday. Mark Zara's booked to ride him. So looking forward to seeing him bounce back. He's been absolutely bucking his brand off since last Saturday. So I believe he's in a good frame of mind. He's he's pulled up well from a couple of little things that, that went against him. But um, hopefully we can bounce back. All right then, mate. What about, um, have you got a winner at Goulburn today and, and maybe at Canterbury Park on a Friday night? Uh, two chances down there today. Both horses run well. Um, Friday night, look, there's, I'm unsure whether Stanley Order will run. He's drawn the car park in the last, but there's an exciting horse that's been trialling well. He's a done deal colt uh, called Vomo Island in race yep. one. Um, we're only going to give him one run, and then we're going to give him a break and look forward to Brisbane with him. So, look, he's a horse of talent. It's a little bit too early for him to be taking on the good horses this time of year but he's certainly one that the watchers can put in their book and follow for later on. Love your work. Great insight as always, Paul. And good luck over the weekend, mate. Thanks for that. Thanks, bud. There's Vomo Island. So race one, horse number three, Vomo Island at Canterbury Park. So it might be one for our black bookers, especially when the Stodens identify a horse like that for a Brisbane carnival. So that's in the first race tomorrow night there at Canterbury Park. Looking forward to seeing, see you in heaven, the filly in the tab vanity on a Saturday afternoon representing South Australia at Flemington. And Richard Jolly joins us here on Giddy Up Stable Mail this Thursday morning. G'day, Richard. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. How is she after that first up effort? I thought she was really good at home there the other day. Yeah, she certainly was. Um, you know, she was beaten by an established good sprinter on his day. Um, you know, she was there to win the race, but, uh, you know, he just got her the last bit and, Probably the track that day was favouring the swoopers a bit. Um, so, um, no, we were, we were more than happy with that run and, and you know, heading into this week's uh, vanity. So I think the main goal of this preparation is the Australian Guineas, but this looks a nice race. When you have a look at her form lines and over this trip, she does look awfully hard to beat. Yeah, certainly, um, you know, she's got a penalty against the other fillies, but, you know, if you if you thought about it and put her in a handicap against them... Yeah. You know, she'd be carrying a lot more weight. Uh, so, yeah, we're so happy with her where she's at. And as I said, her goals the, the guineas. Um, so, yeah, we aim. I, I still think there's an improvement in her um, after Saturday's run. So, um, let's you know, we're just hopeful. You know, she has a, a good clean run, and um, you know, head towards the guineas. She's been a great horse, hadn't she? To win over a thousand metres down the straight, and then 
um, as a three-year-old, you can set her for the 1,600 metres. Not too many can do that. No. Well, she won, you know, that race on uh, Oaks Day as a yep. two-year-old at her first start. And, and you know, she's she's gone on as a three-year-old and, and stretched out to the mile. So, um, you know, no doubt. I've got faith that she could even run further. So we don't have to push her um, past a mile at this point, but um, certainly down the track. Um, but it's just good to get a, a, a two-year-old that, um, a lot of them don't sort of like train on, um, but we've sort of like, you know, just picked the races for her and, and she's matured as well. And, um, you know, I still think there's better things ahead for her. Got some nice chances in Adelaide. Would Saskatoon be one of the best there in race four? Yeah, we've got a few runners. Look, Saskatoon probably picks himself. He's just racing in great form. Um, and it's a similar race from one again. Uh, yeah, he's certainly probably the pick of our runners. Um, Kate is a horse that probably can improve second up, and uh, as we starts with hello in the in the last, he's um, you know, second up and gone gate one. So um, you know they're probably probably the pick of our runners. And Lamore's got an inside gate um, over the thousand metres. There, your thoughts about Lamore's chances? Um, she's had a pretty bit of time off and. We haven't been too hard on her. She's one of those horses that's always had a few niggly problems. Um, I'd probably be prepared to watch her go round. I'm not, um, not not too confident at this stage. All right, mate. Your best for the weekend, Richard. Oh, look, I'd have to say, you know, we've we've got faith in See You in Heaven. She's a quality filly, and and Saskatoon's, you know, in racing in such good form. That'll do us, mate. We wish you the best of luck. Thanks for that, Richard. Thanks, Gareth. So there's Saskatoon. That's race four, number five at Morpherville on the Parks track. And then see you in heaven. I think she'll be mighty hard to beat. Interesting to see what the, or to hear what the preview team will have to say about her chances in the vanity. But see you in heaven does look tough to beat race two, horse number one. Send in your text messages, 0499 736 736. Yes, we are still alive in the $10 10K challenge. So we're up to day number five. Not quite sure what we'll do today. I had a quick look at the form. Nothing really stood out. We might listen to a few of our experts with bag of tips, but um, we didn't play on Monday, so we don't have to play every day. We like to play every day, but it's getting exciting. I think once we get past the halfway mark, it'll get it'll get real interesting with our $10 10K challenge. We'll take a break on the other side of it. Looking forward to catching up with Rod Lines, the managing part owner, of course, of the superstar sprinter, the best sprinter in the world in nature's trip, who, of course, is first up as an eight-year-old in the Group 1 Lightning Stakes there on Saturday. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is Stable Mail on this Thursday morning. Always great to catch up with our great mate Rod Lyons, of course, the managing owner of the champion sprinter nature's trip, and he returns as an eight-year-old in the Group 1 Black Caviar Lightning Stakes at Flemington on Saturday afternoon, and Rod joins us now. Good morning to you, mate. How's things? Good morning. I'm well, thanks, Gareth. Very well, thank you. Um, Nature's trip. Does it get harder as he goes on in his career, or do you still get nervous ahead of his first up run, this preparation? I always get nervous and anticipation, and I don't want him to disappoint. Uh, uh, Not us. He could never disappoint us. What he's done now, it's in the bank. But, you know, I know the expectations are very high for him, so I get nervous from that perspective that he's... um, not going to disappoint the uh, his yeah, majority and a lot of fans. I guess this is this might be a bad analogy, but like Joel Soward coming towards the back end of his career, um, had the opportunity to play off the bench and go into the centre when his side needed him and play in burst. But unfortunately for Nature Strip, um, he has to go to war every time he steps out. As an eight-year-old, 
Um, have you seen any signs? Has Chris Wallace seen any signs that he might be slowing down? He might need maybe a run or two to show his best. No, no, Gareth. It's been all positive from that point of view. His trials and jump out in Sydney, his jump out at Melbourne, his enthusiasm, his demeanour, his action, his breathing, it's all terrific. He, they couldn't be happy with him. Um, James has been riding him in work and Stewie, who rides him all the time, they're saying he's as good as ever now. As you say, he's an eight-year-old and he's going to war again on, on Saturday. He races against the best every time he goes out there. He gives his best yeah. and he'll do that on Saturday. But he's showing no signs of uh, of any battle fatigue at the moment. Because he was one horse that has got better with age because of the way that he raced. He over-raced and he did a few things wrong in the early part of his career. Um, especially last season, the season before, he really has now become the complete racehorse. He certainly has. He's he really has learned to relax that first little bit, um, and come back under James, uh, relax, and then you have a bit of oomph at the finish. And hopefully that's what we'll see on on Saturday. It's going to be a fantastic race, a lot of speed, and uh, you know, interesting to see how how he's ridden. Barrier one mm. will it be good? Will it be bad? You know, a lot of things to play out yet, but the horse is turning up as Chris says and James says in one condition. So what's his um, plan after the Lightning Stakes? Well, as Chris is saying, you know, the old saying, one one game at a time, he, he, he runs in the Lightning and then he's not that keen on running in the Challenge in Sydney. He's trying to find another another race. That's only a couple of weeks' time. But that's the aim, another another run in Sydney somewhere and then onto the TJ. But after the TJ, we'll reassess exactly what we do. There, there's a flukish chance we could go back to Royal Ascot yeah. um, or up to Brisbane. There's a couple of nice weight race, race races in Brisbane and then maybe a final throw up the stumps over the spring. Okay, so um, this might be his last race in Melbourne, but there's a strong possibility we might see him back for, say, the champion sprint in November. I would really hope so, Gareth. Yeah. That, that, that would be my wish, my dream. I hope he stays sound, race as well, and that, that would be the aim for sure. Well, he's just been a wonderful horse. He's been a horse that's been able to transcend the sport. Um, that mighty effort at Royal Ascot in the middle part of last year was a moment. I think not only racing fans, but sporting fans won't forget when we saw our champion sprinter dominate on the international stage. But when you have a look at his prize money, he's won just over $20 million Um He's not bad for a horse that, in the early part of his career, um, if he was if he was going into an AFL draft or playing in the rugby league, he had to go through the VFL. Um, he had to fight his way to to get into a stable in a way. That's right. That that twenty million is about one year salary for you, isn't it? No. <laughs> I could be I, I could be working right to him one hundred and fifty to earn twenty million. It, it is when you have a look at that. Um, for a racehorse, it is quite amazing, isn't it, that a racehorse can make oh, that much money? Yeah, it, it's it's phenomenal. He, he's been an ATM. He's been a, a terrific uh, boost for all the connections. Um, it's enabled us to get into more horses. And uh, the thing about him, as you say, he just he just tries a beautiful specimen of a horse, a good-looking horse, and he gets beaten. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, you know, he, he he can be beaten, but he tries. Every time, and he's, he's fighting in the main event. Every time he goes out, he's not racing against second raiders. He's racing against top grade horses, 
and he has to be at 100% every time he steps out. Because if he's not, he will be beaten. And some of his biggest runs, like that fourth in the Everest, would probably be probably be nearly his biggest run that campaign when he was off the track and did all of the work and was just collared in the concluding stages. So he's a dead set superstar, Rod. Um, and this is probably a little bit late to the party to ask you, mate, but we do have a slot in the quokker, um in Perth. Any chance maybe you could change your mind and we could go to Perth for a holiday? Forget Royal Ascot. We'll go to we'll go to Ascot in WA. Well, the problem with that, because we did have some discussions yeah. about that, is that it's only two weeks after the TJ. Yeah, you got to get on. I think you got to get on a plane on the the Sunday or the Monday yeah, straight after Monday. The, the DJ, and it's just it's just uh, a bit too soon. But we'd love to come. I love Western Australia, and yeah. uh, we would love to have come. And and leading up to that, see how his form is, because if he was going to go to Ascot, then. Um, a quokka would be would be just just you need to organise that a couple of weeks later. And I reckon you'll get a lot of horses from the TJ going over there if they get selected. You know? Yeah, I thought that we try. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It would have been like for people in Perth to see a horse like Nature's Trip, and when they put on a race like that, um, it would have been sensational for the sport over there. But um, anyway, um, hopefully they can learn from that and they'll get a champion there one day. But I think it still be a pretty handy field. But we'll be cheering on nature's trip on Saturday at Flemington on that famous racetrack. And he's been dominant down that famous straight um, on so many occasions, mate. So we wish you the best of luck this campaign and for the rest of the year. Thanks very much, Gareth. Very much appreciate it. There's Rod Lyons. He's a star and he's been sensational to the media and the fans there um, being available to all um, the media talking about his, his champion nature's trip. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with Matty Smith, of course, He'll be taking on Nature's Trip with his very good three-year-old in Bonus Notches on Saturday. Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth Hall with you. This is Stable Mail, and we can't wait for this Black Caviar Lightning at um, Flemington on Saturday over the 1,000 metres. You've got the champ Nature's Trip stepping out for the first time this preparation, but there's a couple of the younger horses knocking on his door to try and take over his mantle as the best sprinter in the land, and one of those is Bonus Notches, who's a very good three-year-old trained by Matty Smith, and he joins us now. Good morning, Matty. Morning, Gareth. Um, how is your three-year-old heading into his first up assignment? Yeah, no, he's in good order. Uh, he's uh, he's healthy and his work's been good. So, uh, yeah, I'm really comfortable with where he's up to for his first up run, and, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, really in good shape. And Craig Williams has been booked to ride him. I understand that he was in Sydney and gave him a bit of a gallop there the other day. How did Craig find him when he when he rode him for the first time? Yeah, no, he was happy with him. He yeah. said um, he, he liked the horse. He's, he's got such a good attitude. And uh, he's pretty push-button in terms of um, riding him. He's, he's pretty non-complicated. So, uh, like he, he said, he felt good and he, he was happy with his work. So, uh, it was just a bit of luck there. He's riding on the day, so we're able to get uh, Craig on, on on him for a bit of a feel of him, which was good. You always need a little bit of luck in life, Matty, and I don't think this horse had too much luck. I know he did win a, a race in the stewards' room, but um, he was unlucky on a few occasions. Do you think that if he can get a little bit of luck in a race like this, that he can definitely win it and stamp his authority as one of the, the very best sprinters in the land? Look, I'm not sure. The 1,000 metres... I'm not sure how that'll play out with it's a little bit short for him. It probably feel like it is, but 
down the straight to different type of racing and, and probably just can, comes down to, I suppose, the tempo of the race, whether he can handle that, that sort of speed. I mean, he, he raced at 11 and 12 last time, in, but there's a pretty big difference between that and, and you know, this sort of race over over 1,000 metres at this level. So I'm not sure, actually, if he, he'll really be able to soak it up, but we'll, we'll sort of find out. But I, I'm happy, like, to, to take that punter over the, the on the straight, you know. I think that gives him a chance. He's got a big action and probably does give him a chance to be able to handle it, that, uh, the, pressure, the pressure of that race. That's, that's what we don't know. So, But, I, look, he's... Um, I don't think mentally the pressure will get to him. It'll just be the tempo. That's the only thing we'll, we'll just we'll find that out Sunday, I suppose. Have you mapped mapped out a preparation for him after the black caviar? No, not really. I mean, the main the main uh, aim for him is the new market handicap. That was yeah. sort of it was just a matter of how we how we went to that race, which was the best plan. So, just thought the new market gave us three weeks between runs. Um, I just thought that was the right way. To go, although we, we we nearly did run in the Rubicon, but look, I think it it sort of fits in nicely, and and you know we'll know a lot more about him on Saturday, really after he, hopefully he runs really well and we can you know head to the new market with some confidence. And do you think he's come back a better horse than last time? Yeah, like he he's pretty new last time, and, yeah. and he he was ne- he was like he just really hadn't got the hang of racing quite yet last time in, um, was a bit. Um, all legs and things when, when the jockey when, when uh, Craig Newell was going for him last time I and mean, he was a bit all over the place so I think he's, he's sort of sorted himself out a bit now, he knows what it's all about he's a bit more mature and um, you know, I'm hoping that that you know, just that alone will, will help him run uh, perform better this, this time in Can Miracles spin win first up this four year old going around in the midway handicap at Rose Hill on Saturday? Uh, look I don't think he could win at Rose Hill's probably not the right track for him. Um, uh, look, he's a nice horse, and he's certainly going to make a nice day. It's probably a little bit short for him on Saturday. But, uh, look, I, I'm actually really happy with what that horse is up to. Um, I was hoping he'd be sort of horse we might be ending the Sydney Cup, but he, he just lost a few weeks uh, early in the preparation. and had a couple of setbacks with him, but he's back on track now, so we'll just have to see where he ends up. But He's a nice horse in the making. And um, you've got Cliff's Art. She meets a pretty handy field in the group too. Millie Fox Stakes, your expectations with her? Uh, look, yeah, 1,300 is probably just at the lower end of her distance range. If she can just be attacking the line, um, she'll go to a mile next start after this. And the mile race in a couple of weeks will be really suitable for her back at Randwick. More her track. Uh, race not not that suitable for her. But um, she's come back in good order. Yeah, no, she's in good shape. Hopefully she just attacks the line and that'll set her up for a mile. Some, oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. Um, you got some nice chances today and tomorrow night. Any standouts there? Um, tomorrow night. Uh, probably the two-year-old tomorrow is probably... She's going good. She ran good first up. She was only just beaten at uh, Ramwick. And, uh, like, she's trained on nicely and looks, looks healthy and well in herself. She, she'd be a good chance for sure. And through Marble, you know, 2,500, you know, so... A bit short for him, but he's in good form. So you never know. That would be pace dependent. That race, you know how quick they went. They're quick enough. It might give Marv a chance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they're all going. The horses are all fit. They're fitting well. And even today, we've got one in a goal, and she's fitting well and ready to run, run good. So that's all you can do is get them ready and and uh, hope for a bit of luck in running. Yeah, and you're doing 
a great job in getting them ready. The stable's on fire, and that's French Endeavour. Um, she's a pretty handy two-year-old filly. Looks like the daughter of Rubik. She goes around in that first race there in Sydney tomorrow night. Maddie, as always, thanks for your time, mate. But, um, geez, I can't wait to see your three-year-old Colt uh, Buddha's not just back at the races there and that lightning stakes. Um, we appreciate your time. No, Any time at all, Nathan. Good luck to all the punters. Thank you. Matty Smith there. Um, Mitch Friedman, he's a young gun. And he's got a super young horse in attrition who goes around in the hay stakes, the CSA stakes there at Flemington on a Saturday afternoon. Mitch, good morning to you, mate. Thanks for your time. How is attrition? Jeez, he's exciting. Yeah, he is. Um, no, we're really looking forward to, to Saturday. He's... Um, you know, he's, he's uh, performed well at a, at a lesser grade and it's time to, you know, uh, step him up and, and see where he fits in. You've worked with a lot of good trainers over the years but and you've worked with some nice horses, but when you see a horse like Attrition dominate the lower class but then step up, um, obviously they need to take the next step. But what's your gut feel? Do you think he's good enough to win a race like this? Oh, yeah, I think I think he's good enough to go there and be really competitive. Yeah. Um, you know... Uh, still, a, still a young horse, and you know they, um, you know they got to go and keep performing, and um, until they're fully mature, you, you know you're sort of always worried about whether they're ready, you know, you know how, how many good runs they can put in, and how, how many times they can keep dominating races like that. But look, what he's done at home and, and everything like that suggests he's still on song, and um, yeah, we're just looking forward to Saturday and then to seeing what he can do, and and just looking forward to seeing you know where he fits in against these other horses, you know, some of them. Perform very well in the spring, and um, be interesting to see where, where he fits in with them. In this preparation, he's really been able to dominate his races. Um, where do you see him in the run this time around? With Fry taking the ride again? No, nah, we'll, we'll sit down over the next couple of days and really nut that out. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's sort of worth preempting too much when we haven't really done the form and and um, and had a real good look at it. So um, he's in, yeah, he's in good shape. He's got gate speed. I think a middle draw from the fourteen hundred, it's um, it's ideal, and um, you know we'll, we'll nut it out a bit more once we get closer. Yeah, and um, if he performs well in this race, on towards the Australian Guineas. Yeah, performs well and pulls up well. That, that's that's the likely path. You know, uh, I think uh, the CSAs has been a, a good guide to it in the past. So um, yeah, if he performs well, well, we'll be certainly looking at it. That's for sure. Did you find anything at the classic sales, mate? Yeah, we bought a few up there. I thought. Um, you know, I, th- I thought in that middle market it, it, it had just come off just slightly, and um, we were able to pick up three and um, three really nice horses. So, um, you know, we, we made a, a conscious, conscious decision, uh, sort of five six years ago, to go out and just start buying good stock, good athletes, and um, try and bring them through the system because we're, we're training on a track, so we, we're, we're no longer at the beach, and we, um, you know, we give away that point of difference with the beach, and and um, you know, if you want to get yourself a good horse. I think you've got to bring it through your system, know the horse well, and, um, you know, attrition uh, is probably, you know, a testament to that that uh, theory and, and that, that way of um, thinking about training and, and um, developing horses. Well, that is exciting. So how do we get involved, mate, with your stale? Uh, jump on the website, get in touch with my racing manager, Alex Ross. Um, he's a he's a, a good man and uh, he can talk you through all, all that sort of stuff. I, I love working with the horses. I love trying to find the athletes and buy the athletes. But um, he's a really good good operator in that sense and um, we'll put him in charge of all that. Great stuff, mate. Good luck with attrition on the weekend. Thanks very much. There's Mitchell Freeman there. Attrition, the favourite with Bet365 for the CSA Stakes. And that is a beauty come Saturday. We'll take a break on the other side of it. It's Magic Millions Day.
Crosshair in the West. And Stephen Wolf's got a really good two-year-old, and he'll be joining me straight after this. Great to be with you right across the country on SEN Track. Um, I'll get to your text messages in just a moment. 0499-736-736 to join our conversation. But one of my favourites joins me live from Perth. He's a great man. He's the king of the great southern. In fact, I think he's taken over um, all of WA. I speak of Stephen Wolf. Wolfie, good morning to you. Welcome to Giddy Up. Oh, yeah, Gareth. Great to talk to you, my friend. Yeah, it's lovely over here in Albany presently. Yep. Uh, about 13 degrees. Just a bit of a change in the weather, which is good, but it's been dry. But no, things are sweet, moving along sweetly presently. Now, they tell me you've got a pretty good two-year-old that will be mighty hard to beat the Magic Millions two-year-old classic in Odin Arca there on Saturday. And boy, he was impressive there at Ascot last week. Yeah, it was a bit different to the first start. When oh, wasn't that a nightmare? Now, Wolfie, uh, did you give Shooter a bit of a spray that day? I never spray him, you know that. Yeah, he's, I know. He's one of my love child, children. <laughs> and uh, he's in red-hot form. You know, we've been together for a long time. <laughs> As I've said before, numerous times his old man used to ride for me. But yeah. No, he, he runs a bit hot and cold, but he's pretty hot presently. <laughs> so it's been good. You just your face would have said it all. I would imagine that day. Can he win on oh, the yeah. on the quick back up in the in the two year old classic? Oh look, he's going to be very hard to beat. He's a, he's a pretty good horse. Very laid back. He got off him the other day. He said, "Look, just make sure he's right," because he said, "I feel he's more of a Caracalla horse than a Guinea's horse." He said, "Yeah." He said, "They're worth half a million. This is only worth two hundred fifty thousand. Okay. Trevor's got a good horse. Trevor Andrews, uh, uh, all the king's men, and uh, Danny's got one." Uh, something spruik that goes very yeah. well. But look, he hasn't missed a beat. We're talking about giving a bit of exercise on the main grass an hour yesterday morning. Uh, you wouldn't know he's went around, but it is a hard ask. You know, we were sort of hoping we could have won the first one and not had to worry about going to the races again. And perhaps we could have done that, but it was a bit risky. So we've uh, just got our fingers crossed, really. But no, I'm sure he'll quit, he'll quit himself very, very well. What about your best at Pinjarra that day? You got a host of runners, mate. Any standout for us? Standouts? Uh, look. Yeah, he'll be hard. But I would expect that the uh, winner of the Magic Millions two years ago, uh, who seems to be back to his best, we've had a few problems with him. Uh, uh, what's his name? Export man. Yeah. I would think that he'd take a good horse to beat him. The other day, he just missed a couple of strides coming around the corner and uh, uh, and just failed to get up. I think he went third from yeah. memory. But he's in very good order. He's back to a no metro win. He's only won two races in his life, the Magic Millions and the Caracalla. I suppose, you know, that's all they've got to do. If they earn a half a million, it's not too bad for a $40,000 horse. That little bloke on, uh, that's in on Saturday cost us 20 yeah. and that's been one of the strengths of our gaver. But, you yeah, know, he, he goes well. Uh, if, if you can come from back in the field a bit, River Rubicon's a very, very good horse too. So it looks as though we've got a good uh, good book of horses going down there, but that happened about three weeks ago at uh, Ascot, and we never won a bloody race. So. No. You know what it's like. It, it can all the best fly plans can go adrift, but hopefully it worked out well. Well, I hope you win the carry cut of the magic means. I hope for your sake anyway, Wolfie. I've got about twenty seconds before the news that Fremantle can play finals again. I'll cross. Oh, my I think fingers. we'll play finals this year. We've got the right. Uh, the, I, I reckon the ace in the pack is uh, Jager Amira. Yeah, he's a bloke that I really think is going to make it have a big impact on our side. Well, without Jackson, he's a great player. You'll, need, you'll need to be good, O'Meara. We wish you the best of luck, Wolfie. You're a great man, and good luck in that Magic Millions two-year-old classic. Thanks so much for your time, Jared. Have he, a good one. Bye. He's a good man, Stephen Wolf. Nine o'clock at news time. That was Stable Mail this Thursday.